it's time for Love Talk with the Lovelies, Kathy, Carrie, and Marley. Well, hello, friends, and welcome to Love Talk. Thank you, Gavin. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Thanks for making us sound so good here on the Bridge Austin and Love Talk Radio Network and Podcast. Thank you all for joining us, friends. We're thrilled to be with you here uh, this beautiful weekend in Central Texas on Central Texas Christian Talk, the Bridge Austin, where we are building bridges of love and leadership. It's a beautiful time in Texas, and Happy New Year, everyone. It's great to be with you at the start of 2024. This is Kathy Enderbrock, and I'm in studio with my beautiful guests, Coach Carrie Brinkater and Marlene McMichael. Coach Carrie, how are you doing this morning? Oh, my stars. So, so great. Um, 2024, here we are. <laughs> uh, I feel like 23 just flew by. I don't know why. I guess because the kids graduated and it's, you know, empty nesting and then a new phase in our lives and all the things. But I'm so excited about this new year and, um, here we go. Here we go. Hey, Marlene, welcome to 2024. Good to see you, my friend. Good morning. Um, it, it is amazing that it's 2024, but the more amazing thing, I think, is that as we've been planning, uh, you know, shows and, and trips and things like that, you know, I'm already looking and booking things in April. And I'm going, <laughs> yes. 2024 is almost over already. <laughs> You know, I, I think it's, it's so important to have things on the calendar and the three of us are, are getting some things on the calendar together. I, I understand that, but it is shocking to me to think, you know, that's, that's halfway into 2024 and I'm, I'm just like, what, what is this? Day five, day six, I don't even know what day it is, but it's, um, the, the, um, the year 23 flew by and this one seems to, beyond the um, escalated track. (laughs) You know, this is one of the things that I love is that no matter how quickly or slowly time moves, God will always direct our steps through it as we're seeking him. And I'm so excited about our program today. We're talking about um, carefully considering our ways. And, And we're basing today's program on this incredible little book at the end of the Old Testament called Haggai. And uh, there's a there's a, a, a short little verse in Haggai. It says, now this is what the Lord Almighty says. Give careful thought to your ways. And when I saw this, this scripture, it, it, it's funny. I actually, um, I have this little book that I love. It's, it was written by Billy Graham. It's called Wisdom for Each Day. And you can get it on Amazon, I think, for like 15 bucks. It's my favorite high school graduation gift to give. And sometimes when I don't know where to start in the Bible, if I'm like, okay, I have my reading plan, but I, you know, I just need something a little bit different for today. I'll think, well, I want to go see what Pastor Graham has to say. (laughs) And so he had this scripture for January 1st, give careful thought to your ways. And, um, and it's not just a, a suggestion. It is literally something that the Lord God spoke to the people of Israel as both an encouragement and a warning. And so it has just had such a profound impact on me as I've considered 2024 and have been wrapping up 2023. I, I just, I so much wanted to share it with our listeners. And I'm just looking forward to being able to do that today and to discuss this incredible pa- passage with both of you. Is this your verse for 2024, Kathy? 
Is this, you know, what what is guiding your path? You know, my verse for 24 uh, for 2024 is actually Proverbs 3 verses 5 through 6 that says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding, but in all of your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. But it kind of ties into this because it's in all of your ways, oh. acknowledge him. So you have to consider what are my ways? How mm. am I walking out um, this day that he has set before me, this year that I that he has set before me. And when I look at the possibilities of 2024, I need to say, okay, I have an understanding here about what is possible and what is ahead of me. But God completely knows. And so there's a level of trust that we really want to put into his hands as we are walking this out. And um, And Haggai just kind of brought it home for me. Um, that as I am considering what my ways are, I have to carefully consider my ways. And so today on the program, we're just going to break this down, what it means to carefully consider our ways. And we've broken ways, W-A-Y-S, into an acrostic, which I think is always fun and, you know, an easy way to learn and remember things. And so we're going to kind of walk through that and have a, have a discussion around that. I love it. I love it. Well, my verse for 2024 is 1 Corinthians 15:58. It says, therefore, my brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Mm. In a lot of things. We labor in a lot of things. And I want to make sure that the things I'm laboring in <laughs> um, are for the Lord, that they give glory to the Lord, that they honor the Lord. Um, but also that, you know, my feet are planted in God's word um, so that the shiny things of this world um, don't move my feet. They might catch my eye, but they don't move my feet. Um, and so yeah, First Corinthians fifteen fifty eight. I love that. That's a good one. It's the last verse in that chapter, and um, it's a great chapter in First Corinthians. So um, I'd recommend going to, going back and reading it. But always the Proverbs. I love that you've chosen a, a verse from Proverbs. I mean, the Proverbs are so easy to read um, and so full of wisdom and direction <laughs> for our lives. Yeah, for sure. So, Marlene, what about you? Are you like, I'm not quite to my uh, verse for the year yet? Or are you using a word? I know a lot of people say, you know what, I'm just focusing on one single word. How are you approaching 2024? Well, I looked at your script and, and, you know, you're asking, do we have a scripture or do we have a resolution or do we have a vision board? And, and I was going to say, no, no, no. <laughs> that it, as I was rereading all of this this morning early and just trying to kind of wrap my head around this program, which is, again, a very excellent program. So I am excited about how it's all going to flow out. But um I recall this uh, little story that a friend sent me. It was about a farmer who had lost a very precious sentimental watch in his barn, and he couldn't find it, and he couldn't find it, so he um, heard some kids outside playing, and he got the kids to come in and, and hunt for the watch, and they were very gracious and did that, and they still couldn't find the watch, and so it was time for them to go home, and one of the young men, uh, who's just a little boy, he said, 
can I go back by myself and look again? And the farmer kind of went, well, okay. And so he came out about 30 minutes later with the watch. And he goes, how did you find it? And he said, I didn't do anything. I just went and sat and listened. And eventually I could hear the ticking and I could follow the ticking. And and he found the watch. And so that brings up a scripture, Psalm 4610, which says, be still and know I am God. And the rest of uh, that scripture says, I will be exalted among our nations. I will be exalted in the earth. So be still and know I am God, and I will be exalted among the nations, and I will be exalted in the earth. And I would have to say I'm really about listening this year. And mm. um, I want I want to hear the Lord's gentle guidance. And um, so... We're going to listen. Ah, I love that. You know, so that just makes me think, you know, in the scripture, it says that the nations rage against God and he call, he does call us to be, to be about the Lord's business. But I love that we can be still and just be still before the Lord and that he will still be exalted. I think so many times we think, well, the only way for the Lord to be honored with our lives is if we are proclaiming and serving and, you know, doing all of this big stuff. And I think first and foremost, he says, hey, just seek me first. Be still with me first. Have peace with me first. And then I'll worry about how I'm going to be honored or exalted through your life. Mm. So, you know, don't get so busy trying to figure out what you have to do to honor me. Just being still with me honors me. I Gosh, Marlene, I love that, too. Oh. And another thing is if you change the, the order of the words in silence, you get listen. Wow. There you go. Okay, or ready. if you want to get list, if you want to listen, then you better get silent. Yeah. Because <laughs> you can yeah. change. You, just move some letters around and you got the same. You got. Ah, uh, wow. That, you are right. Oh, silent my. And listen. And listen. Same. Silent and listen. Okay, that's pretty cool. That's <laughs> pretty cool. That is pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Well, Kathy, I have to say that before you wrote this program, I don't know if I had paid much attention to the book of Haggai. <laughs> and it's uh, only two little short chapters long. Yeah. It's just a little book there in the back of the Old Testament, um, almost at the end. And, but it is in that short little book, it is filled with lessons for us. It is. I was just amazed at it. And I just, you know, gosh, I think that if, if Pastor Billy Graham were still alive, I'd write him just a little thank you note. And, um, but, you know, like probably millions of other people. So I just, uh, let me outline a little bit from this book. So friends, if you go to your old Testament that Haggai happens three books from the end of the of the Old Testament and the events of the book of Haggai it take place probably about 520 BC 15 years after the um, the exiled Jews actually return to Jerusalem from Babylon so 15 years after uh, the nation of Israel was re- was released from captivity in Babylon and allowed to return to Jerusalem. And so when they had very first returned to Jerusalem about 15 years earlier, God had instructed them to rebuild the temple. And so they had initially began rebuilding it with really great commitment. 
But then, but then they kind of got distracted and got busy with building their own homes and working on their own businesses and planting and harvesting their own land and producing wine and olive oil and raising livestock. And so after 15 years, the temple remained unfinished in ruins because the people had shifted their priorities to the work of their own hands rather than putting God first. And so it, so where we come into Haggai is that God kind of stops them and gets their attention. And um, he, he tells them to give careful thought to their ways. And he is very direct. He outlines their current living condition. He, he tells them and acknowledges that they have been working themselves nonstop and that they expected to have so much to show for what they were doing, yet they had very, very little. And God puts very clear in these kind of bullet-pointed um, sections within Haggai, God says, you've planted much, but you've harvested little. You eat, but you never have enough. You drink, but you never have your fill. You put on clothes, but you're not warm. You earn wages only to put them in a purse with holes in it. And, you know, friends, I don't know if any of you can identify with this. I, I, I certainly have when I've, you know, especially times when I've been doing kind of ministry in my own strength. I just think I'm running myself crazy and I don't have the fruit to show for it. And so God was basically telling them this is their current situation and he gives them the reason He says that because they had not put him as their first priority, that he is the one who withheld the crops, that he is the one who called for a drought on the fields, on the grain, on the new wine, on the olive oil, and everything else the ground produces, that he is the one who called for the um the drought on the people the livestock and on all the labor of the people's hands and so friends i just want to ask you where are we putting our priorities when we look back in 2023 did we put god first then when we're thinking of our resolutions do they include god are we putting god first now do we want to put god first in our 2024 it's such an amazing lesson that we have in the book of haggai and so today we're going to discuss how we can Uh, heed God's words and give careful thought to our ways as we enter 2024. And we're going to share this acrostic W-A-Y-S and begin applying it today to realign our lives to make sure that our ways are first and foremost abiding in God's ways. Friends, we are going to take a break and get a word from our sponsors who keep Love Talk on the air. This is going to be our 40th year on the air, which is pretty incredible. And uh, so listen to our our, um, sponsors. They have wonderful services to offer you. And we will be right back with you after after a couple minutes. Friends, stay with us as we consider how to give careful thought to our ways here on Love Talk. Stay with us. George Christensen and his family at Casa Mechanical Services are longtime friends and sponsors for Love Talk, Love Walk. These Casa friends are professionals with more than 40 years' experience in providing heating, air conditioning, plumbing, and electrical services in the Austin area. If your heating isn't heating, your cooling isn't cooling, or your drains aren't draining, well, then you need to call our friends at Casa at 334-7300. They provide sales and service on all major brands from professionals you can trust. So big jobs or little jobs, it doesn't matter. Call CASA at 334-7300. 
Are you looking for a new church home? Or maybe you're new to the area. Either way, we here at First Baptist Church Pflugerville would love to welcome you to visit with us this Sunday at 11 a.m. for our worship service. We have a myriad of different grow groups at 9.30 a.m. And if you need more information, just click the big orange New Here button on our website, fbcpville.org. We hope to connect with you in the near future. And we hope that when you do visit with us, you'll feel like family here. Tim Smith Landscaping. Wow, these guys know what they're doing. Tim Smith has been taking care of landscaping since he was knee-high to a yucca. And they can come to your house and turn a yucky-looking yard into a show place. Take a drab, boring commercial or residential piece of property and turn it into a place that you'll be proud to call home or proud to call your business. There's simply no better choice for landscaping than Tim Smith. 512-848-0659 or 512-2580. Or www.timsmithlandscaping.com. Hello, friends, and welcome back to Love Talk. I'm Coach Carrie Brinkater. So great to have you with us today. I'm in studio with Kathy Enderbrock and Marlene McMichael, and we are the love ladies. <laughs> this is love talk. Um, great to have you again with us today. We are discussing careful thought to our ways. W-A-Y-S. And uh, Kathy has pointed us to this scripture in the tiny little book of Haggai. Um, chapter 1, verse 5. Give careful thought to your ways. So, you know, I guess as as we ponder through this, giving careful thought to our ways, we have to look at God's will for us. We have to look at what, what, what does that really mean? So his will for us, his truth for us, his provision for us, his wisdom for our lives, and how all of this is contained in his word, the Bible, in scripture. And we have to be careful as we're seeking his ways um, not to twist this. So the W is the word of God. It just has to come first. And um, John 6, verse 63, it says, The words I have spoken to you, they are full of spirit and life. So true. It's so very true. When we go to Scripture, you know, there are a lot of times when we have read Scripture and we come away maybe feeling convicted about something, but that's ultimately going to lead to joy and peace on the other side. Um we search scripture and we come away and we feel peaceful. We feel joyful, right? Um, they are full. The scripture is full of spirit and life. In Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, for the word of God is alive. It is active. It is sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Again, when we go there, it may just point us to something and we go, oh, Lord, I need your help to overcome that. I need your help to walk through that. I need you to guide me through that because I cannot do it myself. Mm-hmm. Um, Ephesians six seventeen: the sword of the spirit is the word of God. Man, such the imagery, Kathy, right, as we look at these scriptures is so deep and so rich. The sword 
of the spirit? How can you not get excited about that? I know. I mean, who doesn't want to be able to have that alive and active working in their lives, fulfilling the purpose that that word has for us? I I know. I mean, God really does not mince words when he's talking about the importance of his word getting down deep into our spirits, down deep into our lives, abiding in his word, allowing that word to fulfill the purpose that he has sent it out to fulfill within our lives. I I agree. I There's a scripture in Isaiah 55, 11. It says, my word that goes out from my mouth. So this is God speaking. My word that goes out from my mouth will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. And so it's incredible when we are spending time in God's word, he has purpose for those specific words to accomplish in our lives. And I just, you know, for according to his desires, what what he wants to achieve in our lives. And it's just such a powerful, powerful thing that we want to press into and and rely on and build a life on. The other, well, the other thing that I notice is that it doesn't say the feather of the spirit is the word of God, <laughs> right? It says the sword of the spirit is the word of God. This is, it's, it's rich, it's strong, it's powerful, and um, I, that's not lost on me. That is that is not lost on we on me. The word of the God, the word of God must come first. That W, um, Marlene, you know, the word is there for us to dive into, and I know, Marlene, you've done that so richly and so deeply for so many years. Um, as you search the word. Are you trying to say I'm old? No. <laughs> what I'm saying is that you have hidden the word of the Lord in your heart. And so it, it, it and yet I feel like I, I, I am just begun. And that's, and that is the truth. Um, but the thing is, you know, the sword of the spirit is the word of God. Um, God's a warrior. You know, and, and we don't see him in front of us in the physical. So his word is all powerful. It is there to uh, do his will. And if we believe it and, and enter into that power, then he will accomplish his purpose in our lives. And it will cleanse us and it will um, empower us. It will give us hope. It will give us faith because that's who God is. He's all those things. He's warrior. He's comforter. He's he's uh, redeemer. He's um, healer. He's all of those things. Mm-hmm. And he does that by his word. And we don't we can't know the breath of God unless we study his word. And that's the truth. I mean, it, it is so easy to um, succumb to what the world says, you know, to succumb to what is politically correct right now, you know, and yet God said he gave us 10 commandments. They're right there and they haven't changed in (laughs) thousands and thousands of years. That's still his word. 
You know, Kara, I want to, one of the things that you said that I think ties in so beautifully to what Marlene said is it, it's not a feather. It's not a feather in our hat, Mm -hmm. right? It's the word of God is not something that God has given us to make ourselves look good. Um, it, it is this powerful weapon that he's given us. And, and I think that we also have to be then so careful how we wield it, because if it's just a feather, it's not going to accomplish much, you know, if we're kind of swinging it around. But if it's a sword, we can literally destroy strongholds with it, but we can also injure others as well. And so I yeah. think that, you know, as the word of God is is dwelling richly in us, we we have to then hold our own words to a higher level of accountability because as we share his word, as we speak his word with others, if we wield this sword in an unruly way that is not submitted to him, we can do a lot of damage in the lives of others. Well, you know, I'm, I'm reminded of the scripture in Matthew it's chapter 15. Um, and Jesus is talking here, right? And he says, don't you see that whatever enters the mouth goes into the stomach and then out of the body? But the things that come out of a person's mouth come from the heart and these defile them. For out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, and slander. These are what defile a person. So, you know, whatever is coming out of our mouths is what has been hidden in our hearts. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we, we have to be careful to hide the word of the Lord in our mouth because in our hearts, because we can fill our hearts with all kinds of things in a second's notice right now mm-hmm. um, with uh, the internet. We can fill our minds and our hearts with whatever we want. Mm-hmm. And those things will eventually come out of our mouths. And so is what we're saying building up or tearing down? Is what we're saying truthful? Um, is it wise? Is it steeped in scripture? Or is it just spewing? Uh, you know, are we just spewing ugliness? Um, so I, I guess our, my question to you ladies as we really consider the word of God must come first, this W, the word of God. How do we make God's word priority? And how do we hold ourselves accountable to the words that come out of our mouth? That is, I mean, that is so important. And I mean, I think that whatever we do, we have to look at our priorities. We have to hold our lives accountable. When we are looking at at goals this year and vision this year, is it based on God's word? Is it based on, on you know, a scripture that he has been speaking to us, on things that he has been teaching us? And, you know, I have found there's always this, you know, debate about when should you do your Bible study. First thing in the morning, at night. And I, I think that getting in God's word shouldn't just be a Bible study. It should be our our life and our breath. And getting into God's word very first thing in the morning, he will give you things to come to really prepare and equip you for the day. And I have found that so much so, especially walking through very, very difficult waters, that if I get into his word first thing in the morning and just journal a little bit about it, it gives me something to meditate on on throughout the day and invariably I will come into a situation where the word I had been studying that morning 
is applied to the situation that I find myself in. And so I would just say, just go after it. Like it is the only meal that you are going to get all day long. I mean, devour it, get in there. Don't put it off until later because often later will never come. That's well said. Yes, that's well said. The other thing I would say is that if you, you were in a situation where, you know, there's just, you can't do that or, or whether you're still anxious, put music on, put spiritual music on and, and allow that to um, soften the tension and refocus uh, where you need to be. And, and I do that a lot. Me, me and Alexa get along really well. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's, you know, even at night, if I'm unsettled, if the dog's barking because he's hearing noise and, or something like that, and I'm unsettled, first thing I say is, you know, no, God is our protector. It's going to be okay, Teddy. God is our protector. But the second thing I'll do is I'll tell Alexa to start playing spiritual Christian music and um, and it just the peace that comes is is real you know that would be so fun ask Alexa Alexa what is a Bible scripture for today and actually <laughs> listen to her speak God's word I mean I think that's hilarious I haven't and, tried that but I will <laughs> yeah, get your Alexa to speak God's word and you know there's so many you can buy scripture cards that you can just take with you anywhere where you can have in the car you can tuck into your purse you can just you know you can have one scripture card for the day and then go to another one or one scripture for the week and then go to another one you can even start memorizing God's word start with a really short little book or even a chapter that really captures your heart or a psalm that captures your heart work on memorizing that and then before you know it someone is going to ask you for advice or is going to ask you a question and you're going to find god's word coming out of your mouth to answer it and Mm -hmm. uh anyway so many incredible ways and ladies i know we have to get on to the a yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because I don't do. know, we're halfway through our second segment, but it, it is so true. The W is the word of God. It must come first. And so, friends, we want you to think on that. Make that a priority. Seek God first. The A is for advisors. And we have to be so uh, give, be so mindful and give such careful thought to where we go when we need help figuring out what to do or how to do it, when to do it. And we have to consider who we turn to when we need help, advice, insight, how we set our goals, our New Year's resolutions, our our visions for the future. Who are the advisors in our lives? And it's really important to give careful consideration to um, who we purposefully set around us uh, that can be godly advisors to us. You know, I I know Marlene has um, a couple that she considers her mentors. um, And advisors are are very important. I really feel like for our children, it's important to have someone outside the family of the same sex as your child that they can go to and and talk with. And it doesn't have to be, you know, serious every single time, but um, building a relationship with someone outside of mom and dad that is a trusted advisor has been huge for, for my son, for sure. Um, 
and and for my daughter, um, both of them have people that they can go to that are adults that they can talk with about spiritual matters, about personal matters, um, and just get an extra set of uh, of advice, right? Now, this is, yeah. obviously these are people that um, my husband Ashley and I have are, are friends with, and that we we know their character, and we know that they are. Um, that they love the Lord, that they love scripture. Um, and so, but the, that's been really important for my kids mm-hmm. um, because Proverbs twelve fifteen says the way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man listens to advice. Mm-hmm. That's so um, true. And I mean, I think that there's so many areas in our lives as we give, as we carefully consider our ways, do we need advice in parenting? Well, we should look for strong Christian parents who um, we have seen have success in parenting or who maybe are a stage in front of us as, you know, as we have toddlers, maybe they're you know, children are already in school, or if we have teenagers, maybe their kids are now in college. But, you know, good Christian parents who are who are that one stage in front of us, or, you know, even grandparents who you can look at their children, and you see children who are honoring God with their lives. If we're, if we need help with um, marriage, we want strong married couples to be an advisor for us. If, if we want to begin a business, we want strong Christian business owners to be advisors for us. And, you know, it's funny, you don't, you don't want someone who has failed at something to give you advice because they may not, they may know what not to do, but that path is very, very wide with what not to do. You want to know what to do. So you want uh, strong Christians who are successful in that area, who have shown the fruit of faithfulness, who have shown the fruit of incorporating God's area, God's word into that area of life. And, and um, it, you know, it's funny if if we want success in building a healthy relationship, a healthy Christian relationship, we want advisors who show that they know how to build healthy Christian relationship. So even though we may have a few friends who um, uh, maybe aren't at that stage yet, we should be looking for friends who who are in that stage who do have a successful track record in that area. Uh, Marlene, share with our listeners your your advisors, um, Bud and Claudia, that you consider your your mentors, um, and they've been with you for so long. And I know. You have gone to them throughout the years for advice and counsel and just friendship. Well, yes, there. Um, Bud is um, ninety-one, um, and Claudia is ninety, and they have walked with the Lord for a long, long time. And they actually call me their daughter uh, more than a mentor. But um, the thing is, they can always give me a good shot in the arm of not only the word but um scripture and advice and and we're just we're friends and one of the things i was going to say is that what's the first thing jesus did when he entered the ministry is he put the disciples around him and what did god do but he created a family and what does he call us but families so god is not really about lone wolves uh he's not really about the the great uh 
one person who is above all and who issues edicts. He's that person. Mm -hmm. Uh, Everybody else is really part of a family. And collectively, uh, we can survive the onslaught of the devil and and all that, that the evil that the world throws out against us. And I would say uh, regarding Bud and Clotta, and and I would ask for your prayers for Bud right now because he is in the hospital. But um, they are people I can just download it to and then receive hope. And that's a gift to me. It's always, Mm -hmm. it's been a gift. Um, I met them um, at a church um, Christmas brunch. I met Claudia there and um, that was 22 years ago. So um, actually it may have been 23 years ago, but um, I even actually lived with them for a while while they were, the builders were completing my house that I live in now. And they are literally, I could walk there in 10 minutes. To their <laughs> so it's, um, they've been close for many, many years. Um, their family, their children know that. Um, and, but the reason is just that we share our love of Jesus and, and, and they've lived a long life walking with the Lord. And so they can mm-hmm. speak into my life, uh, with comfort and ease. Mm-hmm. I love, I love that, that, you know, when you say that when you, when they give you advice, they give you God's word. I think that's so important. And who we surround ourselves with when we're going to someone for advice, we don't want worldly advice. You know, we don't want to know how the world does it or what the world says about it. We want to know what God's word says about it. And I think, I think that's so important. If, if you want to lead out and have a Christian life that honors God, you want to abide in his word, you know, going to atheists and, you know, kind of cultural Christians probably is not the best bet. You want to go with people who really genuinely love the Lord, who are spending time in God's word and who can give you counsel out of it. Absolutely. Well, as we carefully consider our ways, W-A-Y-S, and we look at the word of the Lord and our advisors. Marlene, take us to the why. Yesterday. Yes, the the why is yesterday. And I know Kathy originally said yes, and I think that's appropriate as well. But but I wanted I know what the next what the S stands for, and that's steps. And I'm thinking about you know we know the word, and we we attended to our advisors and and gotten their counsel. But sometimes we still get stuck before we can take that next step. And that's why I suggested changing it to yesterday's. Because our past, you know, none of us live perfect lives. And none of us are without some moment in time that was extremely difficult or wounding or heart-wrenching or or just broke us. I mean, I, I know I have those times in my life. And I still find that they flavor my todays and my tomorrows. And so what I, what I would really like to encourage the listener to uh, understand is that when we find that we're there, that we're at a place that we're stuck, or as my daughter and I say, where we have stuffed it, <laughs> and we can't <laughs> stuff it anymore, um, 
that's the time to reach back to those advisors and get counseling and get some some good guidance. But it's also time to to seek into the seek into the Word and the Scripture and the Lord and and understand that He is the healer of the brokenhearted, and that sometimes those broken places within us affect our decisions and they need not do that mm. because God is that healer. You know, Psalm 147.3 says he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. And then Psalm 34 says the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and comes to those who are crushed in spirit. And, you know, we all know people who've been there. We've been there. Mm-hmm. But we have to look at our yesterdays and walk to our tomorrows. But we have to do it in a way that we're allowing God to heal those broken places. And go ahead, Carrie. I I was just going to say, as we walk through hard times, when we've messed up or when we're walking through hard times with somebody else who's messed up or their kid is messed up, right? And they just feel like it's the end of the world or we feel like it's the end of the world um, because we're embarrassed. We're full of shame or, you know, all the words that bring us down. I want us to remember that we are not the sum whole of our worst day. We are not. We are not. Your kid is not. that, that, That is one day. And when we look at it as we made a bad decision, we are not a bad human. We made a bad choice. We are not, we, we do not have to choose to be that choice for the rest of our lives. As Marlene said, we don't have to continue to be stuck in that, in that yesterday. We can move forward. Oh, friends, we have hope for you on the other side of the break. Um, as God has hope for you every day on the other side of what you're going through today. We have one more step in um, in this ways acrostic as we consider our ways. What will be your ways in this year, 2024? More from the Love Ladies when we return to Love Talk right after this. Don't wait. Score the best deal on the home of your dreams at the three-time awarded Community of the Year Santa Rita Ranch. With top-rated amenities and school districts, our 20 available move-in ready homes priced from the 200s won't last long. See for yourself why 2,000-plus neighbors love life at the ranch. For more information, visit us at SantaRitaRanch.com. SantaRitaRanch.com. Are you recovering from an injury, need to regain your health, or simply want to improve your golf swing? HeartFlex can help. HeartFlex is an innovative exercise tool for all fitness levels. Made in the USA, HeartFlex has helped countless Texans improve their fitness by increasing strength, boosting circulation, maximizing flexibility and endurance, and speeding recovery from surgery. It's small, portable, and lightweight. HeartFlex can be used standing, sitting, or lying down. No springs or rubber bands to snap back and cause injury. At less than $40, shipping is free and 
Land has a 30-day money-back guarantee. Nothing can stop you from improving your health today. You can learn more and to order yours, visit HeartFlexUSA.com. That's HeartFlexUSA.com. Hi, friends. This is Kathy Enderbrock with Let's Pray Today Ministries. Are you struggling in your marriage with anxiety and depression? Have rebellious kids or, or just want to pray for your children? Maybe you simply don't know where to start in prayer. We specialize in creating the tools to help you learn how to pray and pray effectively in a variety of life issues. Get your free MP3 download today on the topic of your choice. Go to www.letspraytoday.com and click on shop for your free audio prayer download. Become a friend on Facebook and let us know what prayer topic you Welcome back, friends, to Love Talk here on The Bridge, Austin Central, Texas Christian Talk. Well, we are discussing how to carefully consider our ways as we begin 2024. We've been walking through this scripture in Haggai, uh, chapter 1, verse 5, um, that says, Now this is what the Lord Almighty says, Give careful thought to your ways. And we have talked about ways as an acrostic. We started with the W, which is the word of God, the A, which is advisors, the Y, which is yesterday's. And we're about to step into the S, which is steps. And we wanted to just wrap up really quick the yesterday's here with a scripture for you. There's this incredible scripture out of Revelation uh, chapter four, verse eight. It says, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God almighty who was and is and is to come. And friends, we just want to tell you that that God was and is and is to come. He wants our wases, our ises, and our <laughs> is to come, right? He wants our yesterdays, todays, and tomorrows, our past, our present, our future. And there are maybe things in our was, maybe some bad choices that we made that we wish we hadn't made. And as Coach Kerry said in our last segment, we don't have to live in those choices. We can make new choices and and step onto a new path that God has for us. But, you know, over this break, Marlene, you were mentioning sometimes in our past, there are things in our lives that were not our choice, maybe a dysfunctional family or a very difficult situation. We're going to be um, sponsoring this human trafficking conference in um, San Antonio in another week, and we're looking forward to having this incredible guest on the program next weekend to talk about that. But Marlene, so sometimes our yesterdays are filled with sorrow that wasn't of our own choosing. Absolutely. And, you know, you think about, you just mentioned the trafficking conference. So think about a traffic victim who was, who was trafficked by someone that they trusted uh, when they were still a preteen. And so how does that person overcome the the lack of self-worth, the lack of well, just the horror of what they went through? Well, part of it is to go back to your W. <laughs> what does the word of God say you are? When you accept the Lord, who are you? You are a renewed and, and transformed creature. And so Part of it is going back to the advisors and, and seeking counsel, but but we have to understand that God is especially um, attentive to the brokenhearted. Mm-hmm. And 
And that scripture says that over and over again. So, yes, he can heal that. And, you, you know, I think when we look at our our past and there may be some things that we're covering up or we're ignoring, mm-hmm. as God says, he wants us to be holy. And so we look to Christ to and the work of Christ because Christ died on that cross to pay the full penalty for our sin, all of our sin, not just our past sin, not just our present sin, not just our future sin, but all of it. And so this is one of the things that I love, love, love that is just so amazing to wrap ourselves around is that Jesus died on that cross, not just to pay the penalty of death so that that penalty would not be on us, but he died on that cross to completely redeem us, to purchase us out of the kingdom of darkness so that we could be citizens of the kingdom of light. And so friends, this is what I would say. If If you have acknowledged Christ as the Son of God, if you have believed that he died on that cross to pay the penalty for your sins, if you have believed that in in your heart and confessed that with your mouth, you are no longer part of that kingdom of darkness. You are part of the kingdom of light, which means there is an entire work of redemption to be done over your past, your present, your future, so that all of it, not just the now and future, but all of it would bring glory to God. That is so powerful. Mm. Amen. Absolutely. Absolutely. Our our yesterdays, our todays, and our tomorrows, um, for sure. Wow, thank you, Kathy, for that. I, as we, we have one more letter left, ladies. Um, <laughs> um, that is not the end. Um, ways as as we acknowledge what the Lord wants for our lives and how to carefully consider our ways. We have the S left in the word ways, and that's steps. How do we how do we move forward? What are our next steps will we um take these steps proverbs 14:15 says the simple believe anything but the prudent give thought to their steps uh, you know i i feel like this is very true and i feel like the enemy will come after us as we start to seek the lord as we really get into the scripture the enemy is going to come after us and pelt us with thoughts of, is that really true? Oh, but it's okay if, if, if you look at this, it's, oh, I, I don't know if the Lord really meant that. That's old, right? We, we have to be very careful here to give thought to our steps. Psalm 119.59, I have considered my ways and I have turned my steps to your statutes. Okay, Kathy Marlene, when you're really entrenched in something that you believe is true, that you believe is right, or maybe you're entrenched in some sort of sin that you're covering up and you start to read these scriptures. It is hard to realize that you're going to have to make a change. And that you may have to admit that the way you've been living or what you've been covering up is hurting you and it's hurting those around you. I mean, we look at somebody who's an addict, right? And they finally have to come to the realization that what they've been doing is not only hurting themselves physically, but they have hurt those around them by by being dysfunctional. And this is very, very hard. Um, and so 
friends, we, we don't take this lightly. We understand that what we're saying to you today is, is not only is it a source of hope and peace, but it is a hard journey to get there sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, I think especially to the, the, the standard that God has set for parents, especially, you know, because Jesus said, Hey, if any of you causes these little ones to stumble, better for a millstone to be put around your neck and you thrown into the sea, right? I mm. mean, it's he. And so I think even as parents, I remember, you know, my mom uh, growing up when she was going through a very, very difficult time, she made some bad choices, which really set a bad example for the rest of us kids as far as what a what healthy relationships, what a healthy marriage looked like. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, for this period of time, we had set before us something that was, did not honor the holy holiness of marriage, the sanctity of marriage, the beauty of that relationship. And so the God really convicted my mom about that. And she came to us. One, she put a complete end to this a relationship, completely did a complete pivot and reoriented our family and she came to uh, the five of us kids at the time there was only five instead of the eight there is now and she just asked our forgiveness she apologized she acknowledged God's word and um, it was absolutely amazing how uh, the impact that that has had on me because I you know grew up being very afraid of marriage and thinking marriage wasn't possible but I always came back to that pivot that my mom made and then seeing what God did after she changed and after she came and asked us for forgiveness and after she began walking rightly before the Lord because it wasn't, gosh, four months later that God brought my dad into her life, this incredible, incredible man who's adopted me and um, just completely changed the entire the entire future of of our family of all eight of us kids and so it's just amazing when we are willing to consider our steps and like you said coach carrie admit while we are where we have gone wrong repent from it turn back to the lord so that we are living in a way that does honor him and that does align and abide in his ways mm-hmm. yeah. yeah psalm thirty-seven twenty-three says the lord makes firm the steps of the one who delights in him. You know, so if we're walking through something like this where we know that we need to pivot, we know that we need to take a different direction, we know that we need to take a step, um, that's really, really difficult. The Lord says, you know what? I've got you. I've got you. I'm going to make your steps firm. This is, this is, this, this is what you need to do. And, and I think that is so we need to just put that in our brain and in our heart because, you know, you get into things just going through life that are complicated and difficult. And if you're asking God, show me, show me, show me, and then you just move on what you feel and your spirit is right. um, He is going to compound the effect of that. I mean, I know when I was very young and starting at the Capitol, I just said, God, show me what you have for me today. Show me what, what is in your will today. And he did over and over again. And, and amazing things happened because I didn't know any better. <laughs> I, mean, um, I was just uh, young and green, and but that's the truth. Trust in those steps. Well, and the Lord, you know, 
when we sometimes look at the big picture, we get overwhelmed, right? Like, what is this whole year 2024 going to look like? You know what? The Lord says, trust in me today. Let's take today. Let's walk together today. And then we'll worry about tomorrow, tomorrow. And so it's one step at a time, friends. He wants to guide your ways. He wants you to be in his word. He wants you to seek advisors. He wants you to carefully consider your yesterdays so that your tomorrows are glorious and lovely with him. And he wants to guide your steps. Friends, today, what will you choose? Will you choose him? He wants you to. If you'd like to contact us, please do so. You can find us on all the socials, on Instagram, on Facebook. You can find us on Love Talk Radio. You can find us on your favorite podcast at Love Talk Network. We are, I am Coach Carrie Brinkier, and for Kathy Enderbrock and Marlene McMichael, we'll see you next time right here on Love Talk. Love Talk.